This is Diapers and Disciples, Episode 5. On Diapers and Disciples, we're talking about living out the Great Commission as a mom. I'm Amber O'Hearn, and today I'm chatting with Jackie Robel about anchoring your family's day in prayer and choosing contentment. In this chat, I especially love what Jackie shares about offering all we do for Jesus. Friends, this episode left me so inspired to really start seeking Jesus more throughout my day, and it also made me more aware of opportunities where I can choose joy and contentment in situations that normally would cause me stress and anxiety. So thanks so much for listening in. Here is my chat with Jackie. Hi, Jackie. Thanks so much for meeting with me. Absolutely. I really appreciate it and for inviting me into your home. We have a nice little ambiance of motherhood, which is the sound (laughs) machine, which I love. Um, So this worked out perfectly because it's nap time for um, both of our kids and just kind of quiet time for the older ones. So um, I'm really excited to have you on because I just wanted to talk to you about your life and your family life. I think you and Sam and your kids just have such a gift of, um, I think I'd call it like slow and intentional living, just in the day-to-day, just being very intentional with what you do and um, being together and prayer. And so I just want to ask you about all that and and what it's like. Um, So maybe we can just start out by you telling me a little bit about um, how you met your husband. Sure. So Sam and I met in Detroit, Michigan doing mission. He was serving with a brotherhood out there and discerning with them. And I was uh, doing an internship with a company called Detroit Summer Outreach. We uh, helped kids uh, from age kindergarten all the way through high school in the Detroit area uh, who were less fortunate than some people uh, financially and just in family life in other areas. Uh, And we helped them to um, either get work or be a part of a Bible study or an art program. Mm -hmm. And we, through those things, uh, introduced them to Jesus Christ, which was pretty neat. And so it was a pretty intense summer that we were both on during Detroit Summer Outreach. And uh, uh, we got to know each other pretty well. And years and years later, uh, we, I, after I finished college, I moved out to St. Paul, Minnesota. And uh, Sam and I kind of developed a relationship uh, in long distance uh, and then because he was still in Detroit. Because he was in he was in Detroit and ended up moving to Ohio. Okay. And uh, because he discerned out of the Brotherhood, and um, so long story short, I met Sam's brother by chance, at a baseball game, and he uh, told me that Sam was out of the Brotherhood, and um, Sam contacted me after that, and we started dating long distance, and it was just a he's just a great guy. So, anyway. Um, so now we live in St. Paul, Minnesota, and we have three kids, uh, one from ages four down. So, um, yeah, Sam is just, he's wonderful. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you guys, so after you got married, mm-hmm. did you, you lived in Ohio for a little bit, yes. is that right? And yes. then you came back this way. Yes. So do you want me to tell that story? Yeah, that'd okay. be great. Yeah. So Sam uh, and I were living in a... Uh, intentional community out in Ohio uh, and we were we loved uh, the community but we were discerning uh, moving elsewhere and um, 
So, and we felt like the Lord was just telling us to be open to be, to move else outside of Ohio. So, uh, and to get a job elsewhere. So Sam was looking for jobs um, all throughout the country and even all the way over to Malaysia. Wow. And uh, he had interviews almost, he had interviews in the Philippines, in Maryland, Michigan, Minnesota. And there was a point where he was, we were in Michigan, in my hometown, uh, for an interview at a job, and I was praying, and I just felt like the Lord was saying, like, Jackie, Sam isn't going to get a job here in your hometown, but he is going to get a job interview with Wells Fargo in Minnesota. And I was just like, whoa, Lord, that's so specific. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, That's pretty intense. And I'm a little bit sad because I would love to live in my hometown. Mm. Uh, But the Lord just gave me peace about it. And part of me was kind of like, is... Am I just preparing myself for the disappointment of not getting a job? Uh, Because my husband had several interviews, and either the job offer wasn't what would provide for our family or wasn't what we're looking for, or the job offer wasn't provided. And so was it going to be one of those things, or uh, was it like, was so was I kind of preparing myself for the disappointment of like, oh, it's okay if we don't get a job here, the Lord's going to provide somewhere else. but, uh, long story short, my priest in Ohio, he was going to be visiting Our Lady of Lords in France, the apparition site there, and he had a notebook that um, he wanted people to write and prayer intentions in, and so we wrote in there that the Lord would provide a job for Sam, whether it's Michigan or Minnesota or Ohio or wherever the Lord had. And um, on Our Lady of Lords Feast Day, Sam got a interview offer with Wells Fargo in Minnesota. Uh, oh my yeah, through email. So <laughs> Sam got an email from Wells Fargo, basically. So it was just kind of a like, oh, okay, like our priest is presenting this notebook to Our Lady of Lords on her feast day, and here's an email from Wells Fargo in Minnesota, just like the Lord said. So wow. my husband went out to the interview, and um, he came back from the interview on a Tuesday had a meeting with his work and learned that he was laid off at his job in Ohio. And then two days later, we got the job in Minnesota. Oh my so goodness. it was just kind of like the Lord preparing us, like preparing our hearts a year in advance, like be open to moving. Okay, like if we have to move, we have to get a job somewhere else. So let's start applying. Right. And so then, long story short, the Lord knew that my husband was going to be laid off and he provided us to move somewhere else. So here we are. <laughs> wow, that's beautiful. Yeah, so that. the Lord is good. He provides in crazy situations. We just have to listen. So um, how long then have you been in Minnesota? For three years. Okay. Just over three years. Yeah. And you you mentioned being, so not in your hometown, so you're kind of Mm -hmm. away from family. Mm -hmm. So what is that like for you guys in terms of finding a support system like friends? Right. Yeah. So it's hard in the state of life to find friends when you have so many small children and you are not living in a place that you grew up, either of you. We both grew up in a different place. So we have uh, a couple of different resources, either through our church, we have some friends through our church, we have some friends through a community that we belong to um, out here in St. Paul. And um, we're also 
involved in a couple of different ministries throughout the Twin Cities. So it's mm-hmm. kind of intense because we are involved. We have our we have our hands kind of in a hat. We have a bunch of different hats that we put on throughout the week. But uh, it's been helpful with finding friends and just people that we can connect with on a different level. Mm. Yeah, I love that. That's great. And um, yeah, I, I love that you have friends in different areas <laughs> too. You know what I mean? My myself and um, well, you know, my family just moved to Ohio, right. and um, so we're trying to make friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, do we make friends at our our church, or are we looking for people in the neighborhood? And it is kind of all those things. You just kind of um, make friends in in various areas, and then it's beautiful because you have. Um, friends you can relate to with you know different things whether it's play dates your kids are the same age or church or ministry or volunteer thing like Mm -hmm. you said yeah it's kind of intense because there's a lot of different factors like Mm. you have the factors of your kids and their ages and their um like whether a girl or boy and then you have your husband's personality and your personality so you kind of want to try to find like this perfect family that has exactly the kids (laughs) that you have and like not only that but the ideals like there may be a family that has the exact same age of kids, but what if they are into the same things as you are? Yes. You know, like oh, Jackie, that so is so hard. <laughs> that is so funny and so true. And I love what you said about the personality thing yeah. too, because when you find a couple, like we've found this where, like I connect really well with the wife, and Cameron connects really well with the husband. It's like oh my gosh, we <laughs> both connect, we're friends, yes. and our kids are relatively the same age. Right. It's like a treasure when you yes. find that. <laughs> it's a miracle. Yeah. Miracle of miracles. I love that. Yeah. So um, I'd love to know just about your daily life. Um, what? So maybe you could just walk us through maybe a day in the week or a couple sure. days and yeah. what your life looks like um, as a mom with your kiddos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just had our third. Uh, he is about almost three months old, so I'm kind of feeling a little bit more on my feet. But these last couple months have been a little bit all over the place. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, I, I have been trying to, I don't always succeed. A lot of times I feel like I'm a failure, but I try to work my way through the day through, I, through prayer and then through just meal schedules because I feel mm. like we, we all have to eat. So yeah. it's, a, it's an easy schedule to kind of work with. Uh, and I feel like, I don't know about everybody else's kids, but I feel like my kids, they don't wake up at the same time every day. Mm-hmm. So naps can, can kind of create a schedule throughout the day. But if my kids wake up two hours earlier than they normally do, then their schedule is a little bit different. Right. So um, every morning I wake up and I say a morning offering, um, the one that starts with like, oh, Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you this day, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. If you mm. want to Google it, you can. Um, and I have it posted on my mirror right when I wake up in the morning in the bathroom. So like literally it's, if I look in the mirror, it's like right at my eyes. <laughs> so oh, like I literally can't miss it. So usually I like pray it. And when I wake up, I'm not a morning person at all. So when I wake mm-hmm. up, I usually, I pray it my hardest, uh, but it's usually pretty half-heartedly if I'm honest. Mm-hmm. So later on, when I go back to the bathroom to look in the mirror or go to the bathroom, whatever, I look in the mirror and I'm like, oh, I should pray that again because, uh, I need to actually pray it fully wholeheartedly. So I start with that morning offering, and then usually around noon we say the Angelus, and at three we try to say a Divine Mercy Chaplet. Mm. And at some point in the day I try to get in a rosary. Um, And I've been trying to do that every day. Uh, 
So uh, I kind of, so the kids kind of know like, okay, mom is saying the Angelus, it must be noon. And mom is saying the Divine Mercy Chaplet at three, it must be um, a couple hours before dad's getting home. So like oh, they know that, that once we get to the Divine Mercy Chaplet, dad's going to be home kind of relatively soon. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wake up and kind of, that kind of focuses my day of, okay, it's noon, we should pray and we should stop. And okay, it's three o'clock. Uh, and sometime within the three o'clock hour, and my, my four-year-old is starting to learn numbers a little bit. So uh, if we ever get, if I ever say it's time for divine mercy, and sometimes he gives me a little bit of pushback, like, oh, do we have to pray? Like, of course we have to pray. And try to be joyful, even though I'm frustrated. Like, <laughs> of course we're going to pray, child. <laughs> of course we're going to pray. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. So uh, we at three and so I'll say go look at the time and so he can see it like within the numbers it might say 356 but it's still within the three o'clock hour so he can say like yes mom it is three okay let's pray it and so he gets excited again and mm-hmm. instead of uh like I don't want to do this mom so and um yeah so that's helpful so start with prayer and then uh I've been trying to establish with my older kids uh system where we all eat together we clear the table bring all the dishes to the sink and then after that we go and we get dressed and we put all of our clothes on the laundry chute our pajamas and then we brush our teeth and brush our hair and just kind of get ready for the day and say a morning prayer as a family uh and um yeah so just kind of starting out the day with a good pace and so okay it's seven o'clock in the morning we can be ready to go on a play date if someone asks someone or we can be ready to go outside or ready to go to the grocery store or to the library or whatever what might come up mm-hmm. so it's kind of just starting the day with a fresh start mm-hmm. and then um have lunch say the angelus and then go down for naps and then uh during that time i've been trying to during naps i've been trying to kind of establish a a quiet time with my oldest um but also kind of spending like taking time to play a game with him too because with a new baby it's been hard to um spend more time with him and to just try to spend one-on-one time with him so Mm -hmm. to make him feel special I try to either play a game with him or read some special books with him and then Divine Mercy at three and then Usually between four and five, I try to make dinner uh, so that we don't have cold cereal for dinner. (laughs) Um, And then uh, my husband usually gets home around 5.30 or 6 and we have dinner and kind of go on with the evening. Mm. Wow, I love that. Um, I honestly hadn't, I mean, I've heard of um, people doing that kind of, um, uh, especially, I guess I should say single people, like, um, really making an effort to, you know, schedule your day around certain prayers, um, throughout the day. But, um, I guess I've never really thought about as a family, what that looks like and the routine routine of that. Mm -hmm. Um, I I think that's so beautiful. Um, like at noon praying the Angelus and, and for those who don't know, um, the Angelus and Divine Mercy Chaplet are relatively short. So it's something you really, could do, mm-hmm. you know, with your kids that's not going to take up, you know, an hour of your day. Right. Um, 
and yeah like i said i never thought about how that's good familiar routine for them as well so Mm -hmm. that they can start oh around lunchtime we do this and around dinner we do this and that's such a great way to incorporate prayer with your kids throughout the day Mm um yeah usually we we pray with our children um like specifically in the evening um and like at, at meals um but I, I just love that idea of having a little bit more structure so that it allows for the other times in your day to just be more free. Like you mm-hmm. said, oh, we can, we're ready now. We can, you know, go on a play date or go to the library. Mm-hmm. And and then you have those certain just, I guess, anchors in your day right. um, where it's a little scheduled around that, like meals and prayers. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that. That's beautiful. So what do your evenings look like usually as a family? Oh gosh, uh, since we're involved in so many things, it, like, <laughs> it feels like every night of the week there's something else going on, uh, but that's not entirely true. So evenings we usually try to relax as a family or play outside as a family. A lot. Our oldest is really into baseball, so we've been trying to play that and trying to teach the uh, younger ones to play along too, which is kind of hilarious. <laughs> um, uh, or even playing kickball or something, or going for a walk is especially this summertime, it's just so nice to be able to go outside. So we love to try to get outside or go on a hike or go to a park, visit a lake. Uh, just try to spend time, as much time as we can together as a family. Uh, and so when my husband gets home, we, if it's around six, we'd say the Angelus again. And then uh, we go, uh, we have dinner and then we clear everything and um, we try to get the kids ready for bed and so do something a little bit more relaxing sometimes like going for a walk and getting them outside and then uh, doing the routine again of getting pajamas on, putting our clothes in the laundry chute that we wore for the day, uh, teeth brushed, hair brushed, um, I guess not hair brushed at night, so teeth brushed, um, reading books and then uh, saying prayers before they go to bed and helping them to get to sleep which is sounds easier than it is <laughs> so sometimes it's easy sometimes they're pretty good so, yeah yeah that. um okay so I wanted to ask you specifically because mm-hmm. I know you guys do some um a little bit of like outside ministry or volunteer work mm-hmm. but um with having done um ministry work in Detroit before you got married right and um now being at home as a mom um, do you miss that, um, like direct ministry where you were very clearly seeing like, yeah, I'm doing God's work yes. <laughs> and, and what does that look like for you now with your understanding of what you're yeah. doing? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, it's, it's totally different, uh, than what I thought it would be. So, um, when I was in Detroit, I was helping teenagers. I was on a, on a crew called street team where I would hire teenagers um, and give them a job and pay them so they could put something on their resume which would be good and help them to earn some money which is good and we would pay them to do volunteer projects with us Mm. so we would contact churches and schools and see if we could uh, weed around their campus or um, like pick pick up trash or whatever uh, mow the lawn and so we'd pay and so as like we're sitting 
Um, but there was one time when we were sitting in a um, baseball field and there's all these little teensy tiny plants that are not supposed to be in the baseball field and we had to pick <laughs> them. And so it was just like so frustrating because you're, you, to, you literally couldn't do it with a rake. You had to pick like each little tiny one with your fingers. And here I am sitting in the hot, hot day, just sweating, talking to these teenagers about the Lord. And it was just like so visible and like they weren't always receptive, but a lot of times they were. And to just like talk about like, yeah, are there any weeds in your life? Like, what are some things that you need to get out of your life? Because like this baseball diamond is full of weeds and here we are picking them. What are some things that you can do? Here's some things that I'm doing. So it's just very easy and uh, to be kind of like the cool older person talking to these teenagers, kind of like college age person, you know? And so having someone that would look up to you and you felt like, yes, I'm doing this. This is what the Lord asked us to do. And now I'm here in my home all the time in like mm. changing diapers and doing dishes. Like, I'm so glad that we're not on video because if you saw my sink, in my kitchen, <laughs> all my countertops are just full of dishes. Uh, and everyone listening is like, yes, yeah, this is exactly. me. <laughs> and that's why I feel comfortable saying it. <laughs> that's um, yeah, and like my microwave is dirty and like, and like my living room is clean right now, which is nice. but. Uh, here I am like working with these small children who they look up to me in, in some ways but not in the way of like a high school student looking up to a college person right uh, and I like mention the Lord to my children and they're like okay whatever you know like, <laughs> they kind of just go along with their day um, so uh, it's just a very it's very different than what it used to be and it's different than what I kind of imagined it mm-hmm. but in its own way it's good and um, something that has really helped me to kind of see what my mission in this home is and my ministry in my home life is, is a book called Holiness for Housewives and Other Working Women uh, by Hubert Van Zeller. He talks about how to find God uh, amidst all the things that we do as moms, uh, so like doing the dishes so saying a quick little prayer before we do the dishes like this is for you Jesus Mm. and just like offering it to the Lord and saying like this is for you and so like he the uh, author of the book argues that every single thing that we're doing um, in the home is not only for the Lord but it's um, how we are called to holiness Mm. and so like it's just mind-blowing because it's here I am just like changing a poopy diaper and like I can say this is for you Jesus and trying to like find my holiness through this and like trying to seek the Lord even through the strange things like cleaning behind the toilet to mm. that yucky place that nobody likes to clean you know like <laughs> um yeah so it's been it's been a hard transition uh but also a good one because it's neat to, to kind of see like okay like yes this is like obviously I, I'm here and there's no changing what I'm doing like I will be taking care of these children for quite a while uh, so trying to find uh, joy within it and trying to find kind of a peace and a contentment within my home instead of longing to be somewhere else mm-hmm. longing to be back in Detroit like sweating on a baseball field <laughs> you know like uh, longing to um, be in a different place or be in a different state of life, I guess, uh, just 
seeking where I am here and just being content with where I am here, mm. I guess. So, which I'm still working on, but I mm. like found this book and I was like, yes, like this is what I'm doing and I can find holiness in this. Like this is, this is how I'm called to live out my ministry now, even though it doesn't seem like going out to the ends of the earth, but here I am like, yeah, working. I love Lord. that. That's beautiful. Are you familiar with Brother Lawrence at all? And he wrote a book, um, I always forget if it's the practice of the presence of God or practicing the presence of God. I feel like I've heard of that. Okay, it's a it's a short okay. little book. It's so quick and easy to read. And um, he there's this prayer that's attributed to him, which basically is... So um, I'll say the prayer first. Basically, it's something like, Lord, I don't have... I'm not in a place where I can become a saint by watching late with you and s- storming heaven's gates, but make me a saint by picking up the dishes and washing the plates and basically make me a saint through the mundane tasks that I'm yes. choosing to do. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I, I love that. It's beautiful. My Cameron had it framed for me, so I have it hanging in my kitchen, which oh, is great. Um, and it just helps me remember, like, there's purpose in my day, even if I'm, even if I don't like feel it, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's purpose in it. Yeah. And, um, so what you were saying really resonated with me because really his his theme in the whole book is God is with us in every moment and mm-hmm. it's just taking the time to recognize okay he's here with me right now even though um like you said I'm changing a poopy diaper right. <laughs> and I can offer this time to him yeah which is beautiful and but, trying to seek the Lord through the little like you said mundane things that we do right. or feels like sometimes life can just be so monotonous for in the home most of the time or um, doing kind of the same things most of the time but uh, at the same time it's not monotonous at all like there's always something being thrown at us like Mm, yeah (laughs) that's true um one example that uh the author gives in this book is he says like if you discover that the uh dog or one of your smallest children has taken the dessert and eaten underneath the couch so like (laughs) maybe the next half an hour is either like you can use that to make a new dessert instead of being angry just make a new dessert and that's what your next half an hour is meant to be instead of spending it um some other way that you might have thought was like a holier way oh interesting yeah Yeah. so he's like use that. that to like find the lord instead of i don't know so it's just kind of like oh huh like Taking what the Lord gives us as he gives it to us. Mm. Like, okay, the child just fell and bogged his head. I'm like, let me cuddle him instead of mm. getting these dishes done, you know? Mm. I'm like, this is for you, Jesus, for you, Jesus, for you, Jesus. Mm. I love that. I love so. those practical examples, too, because then I'm able to, yeah, just relate a little bit more to, oh, yeah, those things do happen where it's like an unexpected interruption, and it's so easy to become frustrated instead of saying, okay, this is an opportunity for me to mm-hmm. do something different than what I was expecting but to choose to do as well yeah um Cameron is so good at that with like conversations with people he's so great at being present um I just noticed and this is something I'm working on um if I have like a plan like I'm trying to get somewhere and then Mm -hmm. I run into someone and we're like chatting sometimes it's hard for me to be present to that person because it's like okay I gotta get here by a certain time because I don't want the kids to fall asleep in the car (laughs) or whatever it is but um yeah he's so good at just being like okay God wants me to talk to this person so I'm just going to 
like really focus in on 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 this conversation because it's what has been presented to me so with what you were saying it's a similar thing like okay now there's like this crazy dessert mess and I'm gonna have to make a new dessert because we have guests coming over tonight or whatever and just like knowing like okay that's what God wants me to do right now even though it's not what I expected right and trying to be content with that yes and not just like resentful of like oh my dessert was ruined like I spent time on that yeah (laughs) yeah I was supposed to be doing something else and so just being like okay like the the dishes aren't gonna be done when the guests get here and like that's your that's your will lord that's okay Mm. you know yeah and like just like kind of saying like lord I like I trust in you and just kind of moving on Mm. which is sometimes hard to do but Mm. that's great um, one other thing I want to ask you about is um, uh, you guys garden as well, mm-hmm. and um, uh, I know try and live sustainably in in the ways that you can with yeah. um, eating what you grow and and that sort of thing. Is that like a love that you and Sam had independently, where you just you know wanted to grow your own food and that sort of thing, or is that something that's kind of come on gradually? Right. Um, I have always loved it. My I grew up uh, with my grandparents owning a rather large farm, and so being able to go over there and just like going and spending time in like a apple orchard or a peach orchard, or um, with like amidst like lots of vegetables and mm. um, and being able to like pick them and then like shock the corn with my grandparents or. Um, take the peas out of the pots and like know that this is what we're gonna be having for dinner this is so cool it just feels so I don't know just be able to see like I planted seeds this late spring and now we have like produce in our garden and like part of me feels like oh wow look what I did but then another part of me is like wow look what the Lord did yeah. uh just to see like wow this is he's so amazing so it just feels really awesome and um so that's kind of my story sam's story he didn't really uh he didn't he grew up more in the city and so he uh has always like i feel like he appreciates farming and farms and stuff like that but it's never really been kind of his thing so over these past couple of years he's kind of learned to just really uh experience it and love it and be able to see like wow like this is a jalapeno that i just helped grow and here it is and he gets just to eat it so he loves it so he feels, I don't know, he's really proud of our garden, too. So That's great. I yeah. love that. So, Jackie, what would you say is your favorite part of your home and why? Oh, boy. Uh, let's see here. I would say that one of my favorite parts of my home is uh, our backyard. Uh, we have a fairly good-sized backyard with an apple tree. So, just, I guess it kind of reminds me of my grandparents' farm mm. with the apples, Uh and then also um, inside of our home, I really love how we have a fireplace because uh, it kind of makes it more cozy. I like yeah. the idea of having a really cozy home. I love that. Yeah. yeah. And that's the room we're in right now. And yes. I just love it. It feels like so warm and cozy, even like the colors and the images. Thanks. Just yeah. yeah. It does bring that coziness. So I yeah. love that. That's beautiful. Yeah. Um, what is something that you are loving recently? Mm, I've been um, really loving reading this uh, Holiness for Housewives book. Um, it's hey. been. Oh, let me get my baby. Just one yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, bud. You mind if 
the recording too, huh? Hey, sweet boy. <laughs> Here he is. Um, so, this is life, folks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see here. So, I've been really enjoying reading this book because it's been, I don't know, it's been helping me to not long for things that I don't have right now, um, like whether it's ministry outside the home or um, more free time to myself, I don't know. Um, and just kind of learning to be content with where I'm at. And then on top of that, um, I've been really loving um, praying the rosary lately. Um, I feel like it's a prayer that can just help me to seek the Lord um, even when I don't always feel like it. Mm -hmm. So it can be a prayer of like uh, coming closer to the Lord um, easily without um, putting as much effort as I have as I would need to have, I guess. I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense. But yeah, yeah I've been for, really loving it. For people who aren't familiar with it, it's it's a beautiful prayer because it's um, through the intercession of Our Lady, Jesus's mm-hmm. mom, and it's just there's like a sense of repetition in mm-hmm. it, which um, is nice in like the craziness of the day. Sometimes it's just nice to like repeat a certain prayer mm-hmm. um, as like an act of love. I've heard it say like you know, you never tire of telling your spouse that you love them. Mm-hmm. So it's just such a beautiful way to, you know, tell the Lord that you that you love him and to meditate on. Um, there's different different things called uh, mysteries, which are um, different, you know, parts maybe of the life of Christ that you can just meditate on um, mm-hmm. as, you're, as you're saying the prayers. So, right. um, yeah, yeah, I love that. That's beautiful. Yeah, you can kind of just go through the Gospels and, imagine different sections of our Lord Jesus' life uh, and go through the rosary with it and kind of, you can focus on the Gospels or the mysteries and you can focus on um, the actual prayer of the Hail Mary itself or you can uh, focus on the specific person that you're praying for. So Mm. there's just different aspects that you can bring into it and it it just brings me a lot of peace as I pray it. Uh, And then on top of that, it um, can help me to focus in on like thank you, Lord, you died for me on the cross, you know, like, okay, like, uh, before I was praying this prayer, I didn't have the uh, strength or the focus or the, like, amount of sleep that I would have needed to concentrate on that, but this prayer has helped me to be able to do that. Mm. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, Yeah, I love that. Okay, so my last question for you is, do you have any mom hacks to share with us? Yeah, so, uh, good question. Um... After having our third baby, um, life kind of got turned upside down, uh, which I'm sure is probably relatable <laughs> to some people. <laughs> um, uh, and so something that I realized that my husband and I kind of came up with a system was um, actually having a honey-do list. So a honey-do list is kind of where uh, you write a list for your honey, your husband, uh, for things that you kind of would like him to do. So a lot of times a honey-do list can be for projects in the future, like, oh, I would like the living room to be painted. I guess it's kind of big. but Or I would like uh, the um, light fixture to be changed out and with a more beautiful chandelier or whatever. Um, and um, But my husband and I have kind of instituted like a daily honey-do list where I list out one to three things that I would really appreciate if he did uh, because I feel like a lot of times... I kids can um, just make us forget what we 
uh, want to tell our spouses by interrupting or just by telling us a really fun story so we forget all, all together about what we were going to tell our spouse. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I have learned to write down a list of like, okay, when you get home, Sam, I would appreciate it if one, you would do the dishes or at least some of them, and two, if you would sweep the floor, and three, if you could play with the kids um, at this in that order or whatever. So at the end of the day, I don't, we like don't go to bed and I say like, oh, Sam, you didn't do the dishes. And he can say like, oh, like I didn't realize that you wanted me to do the dishes. I was, yeah. I did these 10 other things and I can say, oh, but what I really wanted was the dishes. Yeah. Done. <laughs> so I don't get to a point of like resentment or just like frustration of like, oh man, I really was hoping that dishes would be done or, or honey do list, let play with the kids so Jackie could do the dishes. So it's not always like husband doing everything but right yeah yeah oh I love that so much because I um early on in our marriage I think I struggled with being direct about things so like if I saw something that needed to be done like maybe the counters look totally crazy and then Cameron would just walk by and it didn't even dawn on him like oh this looks crazy and Amber's doing something else so maybe I should straighten this up right. and then I'd be like why didn't you straighten <laughs> well, it's not even a big thing it's like a small thing yeah. but then to be able to say like oh would you mind just wiping off those counters for me and then it was so simple all I had to say was that and of course Cameron doesn't mind it's just gonna right. take a quick wipe yes and then it's like oh we're great but sometimes I forget um certain certain things so like even during the day like oh I would love it if Cameron wouldn't mind like moving this really heavy thing and then I totally forget about it, and the next day it's, like, in the way again. It's like, oh, if I just write it down earlier in the day when I think of it, and then... Right. So I love that. Um, yeah. yeah, and I hadn't heard of that before, so yeah. <laughs> I yes. think that's a great idea. I need to um, get a specific notebook for it, because right now I'm, like, scrambling, like, where's a piece of paper? Where's a pen? <laughs> you know, like, running through the house. Like, I have this thing in my mind right now. Don't interrupt me, please. Like, let me go. Yeah. Um, so I need, to, I need to specifically get a notebook for it yet, but... Time will come. It'll happen. Yeah. So. That's interesting. I think that's such a, a fun tip. That's a great idea. So. Thanks. Well, thank you so much for sharing with me and sharing your family with our family. We're so blessed by your friendship and Absolutely. I'm so glad that that we could be on the on the show together. So yeah, thank you. thank you for having me. It was so much fun. I'm so glad that little baby got to be on it too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll go ahead and close this in a prayer. Thank you. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for this time with Jackie, and thank you for all the women listening as well. Thank you for all of our families and our beautiful children and our um, amazing supportive husbands, Um, and I pray, Lord, that you would just give us a spirit of gratitude gratitude for for our lives and for sometimes the craziness of our lives and the mundane. Um, Lord, that we can see you and see your will in all of it. Um, Lord, help us to choose you today and to choose joy. Um, we love you and we offer this all in your holy name, Jesus. Amen. Hey friends, thanks so much for being here and listening in. Whether you're running errands with the kids or folding laundry, <laughs> I'm really grateful for you. And your family is too, trust me. (laughs) Thanks for giving of yourself today. Thanks for changing another diaper, for making another pot of mac and cheese, (laughs) for kissing another owie, for wiping up another accident, 
and throwing in that last load of laundry. Just kidding, there's never really a last load of laundry, is there? <laughs> but thank you for all you do in raising your little disciples in diapers. Your little acts of love for your family are showing them the love of Christ. I hope today you can find some peace and encouragement in knowing that, in knowing that you are making a difference and really are changing the world one diaper at a time. As always, links to everything we talked about can be found in the show notes at diapersanddisciples.com. Until next time, you're in my prayers. God bless.